joy. <laughs> you may be seated. Ooh. It's always awesome to be here. I am very excited, delighted to be in Abba's presence with you all. It's always amazing. Let me see, it's 7, 12. I'm gonna try to do you guys justice. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it's always awesome to be in, in, in Abba's presence. I can only imagine, <clears throat> you know, how the angels feels being in his presence 24-7. I can only imagine, you know, I just can only imagine. So, Father, we uh, thank you. And um, let's get right on, you know, right to it. So, um, <laughs> the past weeks, I would say month, maybe two months, um, we've been teaching about on the whole series of unforgiveness or forgiven. And um, it's interesting because um, um, on this, as I was preparing the last uh, message um, from last, the last time I uh, teach, probably a couple of weeks ago, I, um, the Father put in, my, <laughs> put in my heart to do this very teaching that we're about to do today. But I was a bit, because um, I've been preparing in some other stuff and I kind of wanted to, I wasn't really sure what he wanted to do. But um, this whole week I was just praying. I prepared both. I said, you know, whichever you want me to do, Father, it will be so. And, it, you know, interesting enough, it's one of the things I come to realize we have to have faith in every areas in our life. If when we ask the Father about something, we have to expect to hear. Because if we ask and then we are not even expecting to hear, it's almost like, well, what did you ask to begin with? <laughs> you know, it's pointless to ask, you know. So... And also when we ask, this is not my message, but I just wanted to throw that out there. When we ask, the more he reveals himself to us through those small things is the more our trust, our faith in him is building up. Because you have to have the memory, the, the father knows he created the mind, he knows the subconscious, so he knows how the mind works. So most of the time when you are, when you pray and expecting your faith goes based on experience so if he did that the last time you can easily pull back okay he did that a couple of weeks ago so I know he's gonna do it again so and I say this in, in context to this message um, I ask him I say father okay what do you want me to teach uh, you know on and uh, literally for me often many people he, he communicate with his children differently in many many different ways but for me often through dreams he's a bit more uh, direct <laughs> or a prophetic, but more so dreams, to be honest with you. So um, <laughs> I think it was Monday night or Sunday night. Uh, I got a dream and the father was, you know, he told me, okay, this is what, what I want you to teach. He's like, I want you to do this last teaching. Very direct. He was not hesitant about what he wanted to do. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay, so we'll do it. And I, but it's very interesting because uh, forgiveness is, uh, I guess is a topic often we can easily kind of put to the back burner okay okay you know we'll deal with it later um, but in reality is a big factor because it's so important that the father says you know um, God says wait when you pray if you're if you have unforgiveness in your heart if you can't forgive your brother I cannot forgive you and he also even goes so much into finance. He says, you know what, if, you're, if, you're, if you have any issues with your brother, any you know, heart feeling towards your brother, go reconcile with them first before you bring your money to them. So that means it's, it's a big deal to him. Because, and interestingly, I mean, unfortunately, or... A lot of time we there's a lot of things we do and we I mean we do it despite of what the word says and we bring our money every day and we don't even like our brothers or our sisters or our family members and sometimes it goes all the way into you know to that it says if he's telling you not to bring your money to me because he's like I don't want this <laughs> it's like the money is tainted with unforgiveness it's like you know what I don't want this money it's like drug, uh, blood money <laughs> So if he's telling us in regards to that, that means um, you can bring your money, but yet you don't receive because there is unforgiving in your heart. Um, so that goes in every area. So that's a very important factor. And 
our last teaching is today, and we're going to do a last uh, a final demonstration towards the end. Um, but the, the title of our message for today is Healing Balm for the Un Unforgiven Orphan Heart. You guys are familiar with Healing Balm? You guys are familiar with Orphan's Heart <laughs> or Orphan Spirit? So when we connect all of this together, um, there is a lot of things that we do out of ignorance. And a lot of them we do because there are still orphan issues in our heart. Often because a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people don't even know that they have an orphan heart. <laughs> you know, you know, thank God we're in a ministry that teach about a lot of things. You know, the Father loves us very much, so you should be very, very excited. But a lot of people, you know, they're blessing, they're not receiving certain things, they're not walking in their destiny because they do not know that they are dealing with a certain orphan issues. And they praying and the praying prayer keep going in the walls and bouncing all over the place. And they're like, oh my God, okay, what, you know? But it's just because the teaching, the information, the, uh, some of the stuff that they're receiving is not fully equipped, so that's the, that's the problem. Um, but because we understand, glory be to him, that we're in a place where we're learning about our heart. There's a lot of issues in our heart that we needs to, that needs to be dealt with, and most of them we have nothing to do with them. It, it's not like we went and got it, but they happen to be there because of things that we you know we went through in our lives. You know whether it was seeds our parent was planted, or people that just we happen to you know bad experience, bad relationship, or just some of the most horrible experience in in life, and it leaves a wound that forever is there until we deal with it but often we you can't seek for help if you don't know that there is issue you know and that is one often the issue in the body of christ you know we you know we can get easily high in the great service and all that stuff and all of that is great because that is also part of uh healing some of the issues but when you don't know what you're dealing with when you don't know what you're healing you'll be healed and not even knowing that you're healed so that's good Okay, so um, the process of healing. So this final series, we're going to, or final message I'm going to try to do very, very well, trying to finish on time, is pretty much dealing with the whole healing process. Because we've been talking about the uh, forgiveness, the, the root, the seed, um, um, uprooting the seed. So we've been going through all this process, but now the ultimate thing is how do we heal it? You know, we can remove things. We can, you know, we identify the seeds. We identify the things. We identify the problem. But there is still some time healing that needs to take place. Not all the time, but often a lot of time, the healing can be that last thing that you need to set you free from some of the things that, from the orphan heart or the orphan issues that you've been dealing with. So the best way to identify it is first, what is healing? Or more so, let's go to the process of healing. The process of healing is, the process of inner healing can reveal and release feeling that have been suffered or hidden inside of our souls. And I actually kind of put it up there for you guys so that if you wanted, you can take notes. And down the road, I can actually, if you wanted, I can share even notes. Because um, it's not a one-step process. You can probably want it to go back to it. Um, the second one is uh, going through emotional or physical trauma can cause us not to want to deal with reality or a situation. That's the process of healing. So the process is going through those things in the process. We can shove feeling aside, pretend they don't exist, <laughs> or stuff them so far down deep that we kind of even put, pretty much forget about them. They're there, but we shove, we shove them up away somewhere and forget that they're there. But the reality is they're still there. But as we seek out healing, the Holy Spirit start revealing those things that are hidden. And that's the process. When there are things in us, things that 
took place early on that we either find we create a identity for them. Sometimes we can put them to the side. We never visit them. You know, when we seek out healing, then the Holy Spirit can start working on those things, can start revealing those things to us. First, we have to make a conscience decision to forgive the person, since we're talking about forgiveness, uh, to forgive the person in our, in our mind because it is the right thing to do. Because that's the finished work of, you know, that's the finished work of Jesus Christ. Second, we need to pray and ask the Father to align our heart to feel the forgiveness we just offer. Because sometimes we can't make the connection because, like you say, you forgive someone, but because there is no heart, your heart was not in it. So the work, it happened, but it really didn't happen. So, our heart, so in, in anything we do, we have to allow the, ask the Holy Spirit to allow us to make that connection. So more so, what is inner healing? Inner healing is receiving the emotional healing we need in working ourselves through our, through our emotions and the forgiveness process. So inner healing, what it does is pretty much, it literally, it allows us, it's pretty much walking through that emotional process, that place often we don't like to visit. I know I had to deal with a lot of them. Places often you don't like to visit, you, you don't even want to touch. But it's by visiting them. Deliverance is casting out, <laughs> is casting out, cast, casting out the um, correlating demonic spirit that could have infiltrated our souls as a result of holding onto our affliction for so long. Most of the time when people get to the process of, of deliverance is because it's a situation you literally allow to infiltrate in your heart. You just keep let it grow and grow and grow and grow. It now becomes a stronghold. Because like the Bible talks about where, where whenever one, where sin did, well not one sin did abound, where, um, where there's strife and anger, most of the time, the process, the beginning process of it is just that. Like, but as you're doing that, as you are allowing yourself to just, when you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to do what it does, eventually that issue become a stronghold. So it's not just a matter of just healing anymore and now you might need deliverance because it's been sitting there so much and it created other issues. It opens other doors that could have easily just been dealt with from the very beginning. Inner healing is the beginning process of removing the orphan spirit. And like we said, it's the beginning process because most of the time, removing the orphan spirit is one thing. <laughs> but there's, a, there's other work that needs to take place that the word, through the word, the community, through fasting, through those things, which we're gonna go down through um, a bit more. But the orphan, the removing part process is just a process where we come and actually, you know, we do an inner healing, whatever the case may be, that's just the beginning, but there still need other works that needs to, to take place. Because the Bible talks about many times, like even with Jesus, that the, 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 the disciples, they were healed just through teaching. So it definitely, the word didn't talk about where they had to do an inner healing, <laughs> deliverance. It's just more so, the inner healing often, it, most of the time, it can even take place for non-believers. Or for believers that just allowing their place to stay in the place, or to, to allow room or past issues or hurt to not or not wanting to open up or allowing the Holy Spirit because that's the job of the Holy Spirit to come and heal to teach to correct but most of the time when we don't give that place when we don't give that permission then other things like we said take place and one thing we have to realize is that Jesus died for that reason. 
So that's why most of the time when we're dealing with a certain things, it's really, we're really trying to take up on ourselves, finding a, a battle that's really not ours. Because that's the whole purpose of what he died for. Uh, Psalms 147, um, 147 verse 3 says, He heals the broken heart and bind up the wound. So that means he literally died so that he can actually heal the heart that are broken. Whatever might have took place in the past, whatever hurt somebody, unforgiveness, whatever took place, however, whatever get, got you there, <laughs> wherever you are right now in that bitterness place, unforgiven place, whatever got you there, he died for that reason. But we have to let him in. It's always, there's always, we always play a part, even with confession. Like when we come in the body of Christ, we have to confess. We have to confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. And once that takes place, then he comes in. There's no such thing as an okay, I'm, um, even, I don't even believe there's no such, the Bible doesn't, the word doesn't says that you can say it in your heart. Okay, I'm just going to say it quietly in my heart. It says, confess it out loud. You Making a confession is you making a confession out loud. So once you do that, then it's like an invitation. Then he can come in. So it's the same with forgiveness. We have to literally confess, Father, you know what? Heal this for me. I can't. Hebrew 4 verse 12 says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. We have to allow the word does to do what it does. It didn't say us, it says the word of God. It goes in and revealing the deepest things. So a lot of time, things that you deal with, you have to first allow the Father, honestly, that's why the word says seek first, seek first. As you're practicing righteousness, it's impossible for you to deal with a certain things for the word not to reveal it, for the Holy Spirit not to reveal it to you. If it doesn't, I don't, you, then you need to consult, okay, what spirit are you hearing? Who is communicating with you? Because the Holy Spirit is going to reveal your heart to you. As you're practicing, as you're studying, as you're fasting, there's no way you fast for 20 hours and then you, you don't get nothing. <laughs> Okay, we got it. Okay. Romans 10, verse 17. And again, it comes with the whole process of hearing the word, allowing the word to, to work in us. So faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. I'm sorry, hearing through the word of Christ. And the whole concept of this is those are the process, when it, especially when it comes to inner healing. The main the most important ways is as you're staying in the word, a lot of times the deliverance process is really not needed. We wouldn't have to do any deliverance or there would be no need for it because the word itself does, does the work, you know? Double-edged sword, literally cutting the deepest. And it says that it exposes our innermost. So if it's not exposing, you're really closing up. You know, you're really, really closing up. And you might even be closing your ears. Because, let's continue. Act 8, verse 11. He says, how can I, unless someone explain to me, he begs Philip and come up and sit with him. It goes again, even if you don't hear the word, even if you don't hear prophetic or you, you probably is not even fasting, there's still the body of Christ. If you step your, yourself and if you step into a church one time or not even, you don't have to go all that far. To, even in you're at work, somebody's going to tell you that there are some things that the Father needs to tell you, He's going to reveal, He's going to tell people, because we can't teach ourselves. He's going to reveal it to people in regards to things that need to take place in your heart, issues that you need to be dealt with, 
And that's why it's important. The community is the biggest way to heal or deal with our orphan issues. We can't do them on our own. And that's what pretty much um, this was talking about. How, you know, Act 8, he says, how can I, unless someone is explained, because that means there was something there that he couldn't explain himself. So often, the reason why a lot of time, if we, there, if there are some issues in our heart, we can't do it on our own. We have to seek the counsel of community, of elders. Because when we do that, we can actually come out of it sooner. So um, we're going to try to move. How inner healing helps you. To looking back, the whole concept of inner healing, most of the time, the reason why I believe it's important to have those sessions is because there are things that ourselves, personal, personally, we wouldn't go that deep. Because there are the doors that we close, we don't even want to go back to it because of how bad it was. <laughs> it just, it, you know, it can be a little, you know, it just can be rough. Like, you know, I don't even want to go back there. But the whole inner healing process help us looking back at your past in order to move forward. Inner healing is not to put yourself to the past hurt again. That's not the, that's not the purpose of it. It's not to try to bring that, those feelings or emotions so that you can, you know, to hurt yourself again or to bring you to that place of emotion of depressed that you went through. That's not the purpose of it. It is exploring what is holding you back from receiving the fullness of God in your life and living in complete victory. That's the purpose of it. So it's taking you back to a place, you know what, so you can, okay, you know what, that place, that door that I closed, I'm actually going back to actually close it, deal with it and close it. And then now walk in my victory. Because until then, most of the time, it still has stronghold. Anything you can face is because it, either you're afraid of it or it has a stronghold on you. Because anything you, other than that, you can face, you can, we, we face anything. It's funny because one time um, I had a, a friend of mine, um, I, when I was a little kid, I used to, <laughs> there, was a, there was this guy who was, he was a big bully that was back in Haiti. Uh, and whenever I see him, I would kind of sneak trying to get through like different doors and stuff like that. But uh, when I was getting ready to come to America, <laughs> I'm like, I knew you ain't going to see me no more. So I literally had to, I faced him. I'm like, bro, you know what? Because he used to always talk crazy, just talk nonsense. <laughs> and often I don't like when people are talking nonsense. I just either avoid you or, um, or deal with you. But he was bigger than me, so I just avoid him. <laughs> but I knew I had the, I was in the process of leaving now. I'm like, you know, I can deal with you. So I dealt with him and then walked out and then I came to America. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get on the plane if you can. <laughs> it's, it is going back into your past and closing the doors to the enemy. Forcing people to have, uh, forgiving people who have hurt you and releasing the negative emotions you have still being, being, um, holding up onto. So pretty much you're dealing with those people, dealing with that issue, and then release that whatever issue that keep, every time it just pop up, it just bothers you so that nobody has any stronghold over your life. It is walking through the emotional hurt and wound that have created trauma in your life. That is the purpose of inner healing. That is how inner healing helps. When we do it, we do it for that purpose. Because we need to have a clean heart. A clean heart offers forgiveness. As his children, we can't stay in a place of bitterness, of hate, of that, that's not who he is because we are we made in his image. The Father is love, God is love. And we are to love just like him. So because of those things who are opposed love, those things are not actually all those things 
oppose what the Father is about. So that's why you can't walk in them and then walk in the Father. So because when you are in those lifestyle, when those things are in you, it is kind of hard. It creates blockage in your ears where you can't fully hear them. So a clean heart offers forgiveness and exude love. It's giving love. Having a clean heart is making sure our heart is not hurting. If your heart is hurting with pain and unforgiveness and bitterness, it's not a clean heart. It needs to be visited. You need to allow the Holy Spirit, you need to allow the Father to prune those things, to heal you from those things, because it's not fully healed until then. It is allowing the Father to come into all the place in your soul, your mind, your emotion, your will, to make sure they are lining up with his word and his purpose in your lives. The word says that he took in, the Father took an affliction on him so that we don't have to carry what Jesus took an affliction on him so that he, we don't have to carry those things. He gave us his son so that we don't have to carry none of those things. And often sometimes I think those things are being said so many times in churches like, okay, I, I heard that before. But that's the reality. That's the truth. Christ is in you. You can't, I mean, he says to cast all our burdens on him because he cares for us. But you holding up the same, the, the very thing that he's asking you to, brother, just give it, give it to me, give it to me. You're like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to hold on to this just a couple of more weeks. They did me wrong. I, I, I ain't got time. No, 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 no. I, I'm going to, you hurting yourself for what? Why are you hurting yourself for it? Oh, I'm just going to stay mad like these people being bothering me for the longest. I, I, yeah, I can deal with it for two more, two more years. That's fine. And the father's looking at you is like, my son, if you only knew, I'm just trying to set you free to give you your life, but yet you, 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 you're fighting about things that I've already dealt with. A lot of time, you know what those things are? Self-centered, pride. And that's the, that's the unfortunate because those other doors now open. You are so prideful, you are holding up to things that you should be really releasing. You feel like, okay, no, I have to deal with them. I'm, I have to, you know, I'm going to make sure they know that I'm mad. Good luck. <laughs> what does that do to you? You're only hurting yourself. 1 Peter 5, verse 7. Well, I think I would have said that. Cast all our anxiety on him because he cares. Inner healing goes into the deep part of our soul wound. It does not mean that you have to relieve negative experience such as rape, violence, abandonment, people that let you down, people that lie on you. That's not the purpose of it. You're revising so that you can actually, the Father can, you can give the Father place once and for all. And you know what, the, all this time I was dealing with it by myself. This time, Father, I'm visiting this so you can have it all. A new chapter. That's the whole purpose. I'm revisiting so that this time, I'm not the, I'm not the one to deal with this. Because all the years before, I, you know, for 10 years, 20 years, I dealt with it. They, I gave them a piece of my mind and my mind. <laughs> you know how you give people a piece of your mind and your mind? I'm gonna tell them this, 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 nothing never come out, just all in there. <laughs> for 20 years. And the father's like, you know what? Let me set you free, brother. Let me set you free. For who the Son has set free, brother, you got to be free indeed. Let's set you free. <laughs> or sister. It means that we need to allow the Holy Spirit to search our heart and heal us from those wounds. Like the same way we say that the, the Word is going to expose those things. When we allow Him to do that, it, it will expose those things in us. And that is why most of the time we can't forgive. Because you can't give what you won't receive. Like the word says, freely 
give, freely you shall, no, freely receive, freely you shall give. So if you can't receive his love, if you can't receive his forgiveness, if you can't receive, it's going to be hard to go to someone that hurt you to say, you know what, despite of all things, I'm going to forgive you. I'm not going to let you have any more stronghold in my life. So you have to receive. Allow the Father to receive. And a lot of times that even in effect affect how we see him. It affects a lot on how we see him. We can't trust people. The last people that hurt us, we trust and really hurt us really, really bad. So now even when we're praying, it's really, really hard to, okay, I know he's going to do it, but I really don't even, your soul is not observing that there's a reality that, yes, he can do it. You're saying it with your mouth, but in your heart, it's really not truly there. Because the last person that you trust in to come through for you, they didn't come through. So it's really, really hard. But what, how, what we have to do is we have to release those things, allow the Father to take those things away from us. A new chapter, a new chapter in our life. How to determine if you need healing. Because a lot of times people say, I don't know, I'm good. <laughs> That's, that message is for everybody else. That's not for me. No, and a lot of times it's important to, we can identify. First, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to you. But he also speaks through his people. So those three questions, I don't know if you can see them up there. Often three questions that we need to ask ourselves is, do you still think about certain situation and have emotions or tears come forth over it certain things that pass like the person that hurt you let you down that bad relationship that person that used to abuse you let you down you name it when we think about it how does it make us feel when you hear the name of a person does it remind you of someone with a similar name who hurt you spoke negative words against you or even betrayed you when you remember or, or when you remember or reference a past situation, do you get angry, hurt, or offended again? When they, all those things keep popping up, if every time like one of those situations, or even sometimes even more, how does it make you feel? Are you angry? Like, you know what? I need to visit that place again. I need to get them. Oh, thank you, God, for bringing this back. Okay, I, need, I, I got a couple of people to deal with. No, that's not what the Father said. So we need to test this. We have to test our healing. And how we do that is, if you truly are healed of something in your past, then it will not cause a negative emotional reaction when you discussed it in the present. When you're talking about it in the present, it will not bring any bad emotion. You're going to feel good because your heart is free. That ruin is no longer. You can speak about it in the sense of rejoice. In fact, you can use it as part of your testimony because that was the purpose of it. Everything that we went through is part of our testimony. The Father used the worst thing that the enemy threw at us and use it to elevate us, to, 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 to bring us victory, to that book, you know, part of our, um, our calling. Now we have a testimony. People can connect to us because they can see themselves in you because you overcome. You are an overcomer. Those are the purpose. That's the purpose of him revealing those things and you heal from it because until you heal from those things, it's really hard for him to use you. Because how is it going to use you if, while you're preaching and you start cussing everybody that, you know? Or while you, you're walking, or while you're in the phone, or while you're on TV, whatever you're doing, you at your job. And a great experience about this is I had, um, I used to work for this company called PSAV, and I, um, I had this boss. <laughs> um, it's funny because I never really, I guess I can say this, I never really liked working a full-time job job um, 
I know whenever I went to a job, it was only a matter of time before I left, I, I leave. <laughs> because I, I never even seek for promotion. Because I know, okay, I, I'm trying to do my music. I'm, I, I'm you know, y'all ain't got nothing for me. I'm, I'm only <laughs> a matter of time. Because I knew that the Father had always had a different purpose for me. I didn't know that I was a pastor, but I knew I was always calling to, um, you know, entrepreneurial or doing things where he would, you know, call me in ministry. I, you know, I always knew something would take place, but I didn't know what it was. But because all, with simply that, I would go to a place, I'm like, you know, I'm only here for a little bit. Do not hire me. I mean, do not uh, promote me to any director position. I'm not here for that. Um, I even told them one time, I actually told them, uh, no, like, oh, that, no, okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, a little bit that I knew, I actually, hey, you know what? I was prophesying those things. <laughs> I was actually prophesying. So when I, but for once in my life, I, would, I, was, I, was at, I was at a job where I actually felt a little comfortable. I didn't mind staying for until things to happen. I, I really did not mind. Uh, I was working there and the director that I had was a really, really awesome guy, really, really awesome guy. Um, he was a bit younger too, um, and like it's crazy because there are times he would just have me come in. If I work two hours, he'll say, "Okay, I'll just pay you for eight. So we develop a great bond. I mean, uh, a great relationship. So, and we were really, really close. Um, eventually, he got transferred to a different place, um, and there was a new guy that came in. Um, but the interesting thing is, and I don't like to use this, hopefully we can, if it, if it sounds bad, we can remove it. But um, <laughs> the first guy was a white guy. The first director that I really enjoyed working with, was awesome, he was a white, you know, a white guy. But the second one was a, was a brother. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this brother's gonna, okay, we're gonna be even cooler. But this brother was, I'm like, what is going on? He was, he was difficult. <laughs> Very, very difficult. Like, just when I thought, like, okay, okay, this is a brother. We're going to run this place. It was not the best experience. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should. Uh, one time I even called the other director. I'm like, hey, do you want, you know, an additional tech to work with you? Because I, I can come over there. He's like, oh, no, no, you're already full over there. But um, um, so I was working with this director at this place uh, for quite some time. He literally, and it's funny because I don't get... I'm not one that gets angry. Though the word says you can get angry, but sin not. So, but I'm not one that would get angry. If for you, for, for me to get to that place, it takes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like when I mean like a lot, a lot. And um, this brother, and I don't, I'm not an outspoken person so much, like because I don't often like confrontation. So I can, I can, you know, I'm like, okay, I use patient, you know, I use grace. I'm like, okay, you know, okay, he'll get better. He'll get better. He'll get better. But this brother was not getting better. <laughs> so one time um, I, uh, I was really like, I would, and the crazy thing is I would find myself talked about him even in conversation. Like when I'm uh, out with Pierce, I'm like, you know, this brother's really, like, I would, without even knowing, I was literally developing this different character because he was really getting under my skin. Like I was like, I'm not, I would really talk about him sometime, even talk about his character. I'm like, okay, that's not like me. That's not like me at all. And eventually I said, you know what? I probably need to, um, I prayed about it. Um, uh, I prayed, I prayed and, and eventually I left the place. Um, when I left the place, uh, a couple of months later, they, we moved him and um, uh, they called me back. They're like, hey, Kirby, we know you left that, you know, uh, do you want to go back? Um, uh, or they were asking me how, how was my experience with him. I was just like, I was just, just going at it. I'm like, this brother was this, he's this, he's getting on my nerve, all that kind of stuff. And it was crazy. I'm like, and I had to kind of, in that moment, then I was way younger, but the Holy Spirit kind of hit me in that moment. said, okay, what are you doing? I'm literally bad mouthing this, this manager because of whatever experience we had, you know, whatever and and not even knowing that the father was using that to really work in me he was really working with me be, you know as far as me being patient as far as me respecting leaders as far as just so many different things and but it, i was just i, I missed it i was going <laughs> but the interesting thing about that is um 
the whole concept, the, the reason I'm saying that is there are times we have to really, really be careful. And I had to, you know, later on I had to really, re I had to, it, it, I realized that, man, okay, this guy really, really did a number on me. And I didn't know that he hurt me as much as until later on, when, even when he's not around, I'm talking about him. He's not around, or even a small conversation, or sometimes even in laughter, I'm bringing him. I'm like, okay, I'm giving this guy too much time. You know, at first he didn't really hit me until I'm like, okay, I'm giving this brother too much time of my time. You know, he's really, because sometimes people would affect your heart or infect you in some way somehow. You can't really, you don't even think that they did until later on. So one time I had to literally sit down and the Holy Spirit bring it back to me. I'm like, okay, and I had to repeat. I'm like, Father, you know, forgive me from that. And I repent from that, and I really, and we moved on. And interesting enough, um, earlier today, as I was preparing the message, I even forgot his name. I even forgot his name. Till now, I can't even remember what his name is. Because long gone, I forgot. Because it's not one of those situations, because when bitterness, when, when, when your heart is, when, because there are times those things could open a door. Like the person, he could have easily left it. Okay, he left the, the, the business and, you know, now I'm back in the job or whatever the case is. Because I never dealt with it in my heart. That would have been a door that's open now. I'm just talking about people or just, whenever I see that situation come back again, it would interact, automatically take me back to him. So I would treat anybody that I see reflect him the same way. So I'm like, you know what? Okay, I thank you, Father. Until today, I'm like, oh, okay, he really healed me from that. You know, and, and it might have seemed, you know, minor, but it is still open doors. So we have to be very careful about things. And forgiveness, as we've been talking about the past weeks and months, forgiveness is that you are not going to allow, that's pretty much what the true forgiveness is. Acknowledging that you are not going to allow an offense to hold you in bondage anymore. Forgiving is an expression of love and love that take initiative to forgive because God is love. When you take the initiative to forgive, you're pretty much doing what the Father would have done. Even if the offender has not asked for forgiveness, Paul says, hey, why can't you just take wrong? Some situation, why don't you just, hey, what's, what, what is that going to do to you? Just take wrong. Somebody might have tell, said the wrong thing about you. So what? Take wrong. Forgiveness is difficult. Because the reason why it's difficult, because it's against our human nature. <laughs> By default, that flesh just want to hold on to things. But one thing we have to remember, as God's children, we're not just flesh. We carry Christ's spirit. Christ is in us. So because Christ is in us, we can't do like others. His spirit is in us, and his spirit is love. The Father is love. So we can only reflect, we can only, the only way we can demonstrate the Father is through love. No other way. Your attitude, your talk back, those thoughts of yours, those anger, all those things, that is not a reflection of him. The enemy can lie to you and tell you that's okay, oh, you, you're dealing with this the right way. You're handling them. <laughs> but that is not the Father. That is not how the Father reflects. That's not the reflection of him. The Father is love, and that's all he is. Even when he's correcting, he's correcting from a place of love. Even when he's judging, he's judging from a place of love. So, Whatever noise or that's telling you, oh, no, no, this is the right way to handle them, yeah. Give them that side eyes. And, or, you know, inside of you, how is your heart dealing with the situation? That's more important because that's what the Father sees. He sees your heart. Forgiveness is a conscious decision to wipe the slate clean of all judgment to give up all resentment, to release the offender from the debt of his or her act, and personally accept the price of reconciliation. When you forgive, you're accepting the work that Jesus Christ did. 
Even sometimes you may believe that somebody did you wrong. You may never even receive an apology from them or her. You are choosing to forgive that person. That's what forgiveness is. Somebody might have did you wrong, but you still, or they may never even, sometimes, most of the time, 99% of the time, I, I don't, often we never receive an apology. But you still, sorry. You're still choosing to forgive that person based on what Jesus did and not on how you feel. Because our feeling is always going to tell us otherwise. Forgiveness proving yourself to, to your father. When you forgive, you're proving yourself to your father. Like even though, it, it's, and it's, it's interesting because when the word says study to show yourself approved, that is a form of approving. That shows that, okay, you know what? You study about, okay, you know the word. The word is in you. Because when the word is in you, you would not reflect that way. So even in your forgiveness, you're proving. So it's not just studying the word or praying, but also in your forgiveness, you're proving, A, I am a child of yours. You're proving that you're approved. You, 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 you're ready for the work, for the job that he got for you. In 1 John 4, it says, 1 John 4, verse 8, Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. If you don't love, then you don't know him because that's who he is. So how are you going to say that you love me <laughs> or you know God? And then you say that you don't have love in you. We love because he first first love us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother or sister, he's a liar. I didn't say it. He's a liar. For he who, who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And even to go further, because your brother, the Christ is in your brother. The Father is in your brother. That person that is standing right next to you. Christ is in him. The Father's in him. So, and it makes a lot of sense why the Father would say, hey, you know what, if you don't love your brother that you see, then you don't love me because I am in that brother as well. I'm in that sister as well. So how do you say that you love me and then you don't love, you know, I, he, you know, the, when he's in that body, because we are God's children, he's in all of us. So you're not special. You are special, but you're not the only one that has the Father in you. So that means you got to love everybody equally because he's in all of us. We are a reflection of him. So when, we, when you see us, you see him, and he's within us. So that's, you can start practicing that. Most of the time we don't forgive is because of different reasons. Uh, or in the forgiveness process, we can, there can be blockage, roadblock, where we'll feel condemnation. Because a lot of time, a lot of people want to forgive, but the, there's an issue where they feel in condemnation. It says that condemnation is a road for forgiveness, is a road to forgiveness. A lot of time you're in the process of trying to forgive someone, but you're feeling in your heart condemned. Our mind can be our greatest obstacle in releasing forgiveness, whether to ourselves or to somebody else. Because most of the time we can't even forgive ourselves. We get caught up in a trap of punishing ourselves for the wrong we have done or the wrong that somebody has done to us. We feel bad about what we did or what they did to us. We feel that sense of no one has extended to us the grace we deserve. How can we extend it to others or ourselves? You're feeling that self-pity, that self-condemnation. Well, nobody ever loved me. Nobody ever looked, forgive me. Nobody ever consider me. Why would I have to do that to others? And more importantly, to ourselves. Because, again, we can't give what we don't have. 
So when you can forgive yourself, and it's easier, 100 times easier to just extend it to somebody else. Because you can feel, you know what that feels like. That burden is being off of you. Don't justify forgiveness. In our mind, we justify the reason we should not forgive. Trying to rationalize things. Okay, I think, okay, there is enough reason. If you find in your mind, your carnal mind, you will find zillions of reasons why you shouldn't do a certain things. That's why the Father always, when, when the Father's dealing with us, he's always dealing from a, a spiritual place or according to the Word. What does the Word says? Because your mind is always going to tell you, okay, they don't deserve that. Holding on to it, you have the right to it, to feel how you feel. But don't listen to your mind. Search your heart and ask the Father to give you the grace to true repentance and the power of the Holy Spirit to help you make the change you need to, to forgive people. Because it's not one of those things you can do by yourself. Remember the, the heart of the, the carnal mind or the human mind. It feels right to just hold on to things. Because we still remind you we still have orphan issues. Our soul is still developing. So there's a lot of things that sometimes feels good to hold on to. It's destroying us. It's like a bad poison you're drinking but not even knowing. Or better yet, it's like eating sugar. It's like eating sugar. Sugar is like one of those poison that tastes so good, but Lord have mercy. But don't worry, we're still going to eat that cake. <laughs> We are still going to eat that cake. <laughs> we can make exception, you know. Yeah. Psalm 34, verse 18. <laughs> the Lord, the Father, the Lord is close to the broken heart. He rescued those whose spirits are crushed. So there are times, yes, the Father understands. When you have to heal, it doesn't mean that he doesn't understand that you didn't go through things, your heart is not broken. But he's like, son, let me take it, let me take it from there. Let me help you. One thing we're going to have to do is trust in God and, ex and extend love. That act of trust is a, you know, Father, I'm going to surrender this to you. When we trust in God, it does not matter who is right or wrong. We need to, to be the person, we simply need to be the person to go and ask for forgiveness or extended forgiveness. Seeking forgiveness is searching our heart and acknowledge the Holy Spirit conviction that we should apologize to a person we have offended. Because there are times we have to probably, because a lot of times, I know I've done it before um, for me, like if I feel like I might have said something out of place, I'm like, Holy Spirit, okay, how, you know, Father, uh, did I did the right thing? That's me opening my heart and say, okay, Father, search my heart. If what I said is kind of off, out of place or offended someone the wrong way, reveal it to me, show me. And he will literally speak to you in that moment. Well, because sometimes, or better yet, if, if you're in the Word, the Word would tell you, hey, you know what? Sometimes you ask forgiveness, apologize to, to a person, even when they're the one that hurt you. Because a lot of time, um, forgiveness also means asking to, for, to be forgiven. Because often we don't understand what it means to forgive someone unless we have to be in a place where we have to be the one giving it. Like if you've never been in a situation in your life where you actually have to forgive someone, often we don't understand that. But when you're in the position where somebody, where you hurt someone and now you have to do it, then now it gives you a better perspective in your life. Like, you know what? Okay. This happened and I felt like you know how it feels. So now it makes easier sense to, it's easier to just go and you know what? 
this is how they did to me. This is what they did to me. Or this is what I did to them, and they told me this is how they feel. Let me, let me go ahead and let me allow that person that freedom for me to forgive them and not holding on to it. Amen? You're almost finished. Galatians 5 says, but I say, walk by the, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desire of the flesh. For the desire of the flesh are against the spirit and the desire of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep, from, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are under the law. And Paul was talking to, this is an example we have here because Paul was talking to the church of uh, the Corinthian church about being able to, when we practicing the things of the Spirit, then we live by the Spirit. But when we're practicing things of the flesh, then we only live by according to the deeds of the flesh. Because forgiveness or unforgiveness is definitely a fleshly act. There is nothing spiritual about that. So being able to, when we understand the word that, okay, you know what? This is all fleshly work. There's no way the Holy Spirit, the Father is going to tell me to hold on to this. There's no way that the Father is going to tell me to hold on to the past or hurt people or lie on other people or not letting go so that he can release my destiny. Because he says, hey, you know what? They did the exact same thing to me. You're imitating me. If you're imitating me, this is what it looks like. They spit in my face and I had to forgive them regardless. I had to tell the Father, you know what? They don't even know what they're doing. Don't release some angels on them. <laughs> so in that same case, we're imitating, and we're imitating the, the work of the Spirit, because that's what he's telling them right now. The desire of the Spirit is, is love. I think there's a verse uh, in the chapter that I have it on. Let's see. Let's see if I have it. where it talks about the work of the Spirit, which is love, forgiveness. Um, let's see if I can pull it up. That's in verse 22. But it goes all the way to verse 22. I, I, I had it here, but I couldn't, I can't find it. But it talks about the work of the, the, the work of the Spirit, where it talks about love, forgiveness, self-control. And in all of that, there's nothing that says hold grudges. It did not say, don't forgive them because they did this to you. They lie on you. Okay, you have that right. Okay, you have a past. No. So when we imitate in Christ and because his spirit is within us, we have to imitate him in every aspect in our life. Keep your heart remain in love. And how we do that is by practicing righteousness, is by studying the word. What does the word says in regard to this? That is the number one inner healing. Practicing righteousness. Because as you're practicing righteousness, everything you need to know is going to be revealed to you through that process. The Father is going to reveal your heart to you as you're praying. The Word is going to reveal how you should act as you're studying the Word. You can imitate Him by giving because, that's, because you're imitating, hey, you know what, I can give, I can, I, you can forgive, you can love. In your community, as you're spending time in the community, people, your, the Father ministry, people will help you. They can test your love. If it's really, you know, based on the right foundation. Because you can say you love as much as you can unless somebody cussed you out or call you out of your name. That love is not tested. So the Father will pay, put people in your way just to cuss you out. 
because he has to test you because he's taking you to a higher place because ultimately the main thing is purpose it always go back to purpose predestined purpose into a purpose because everything he does you're not just here just because you have a purpose here on earth and the whole process all of this process is a preparation for your purpose because you have to, he's calling you into a higher place. He predestined you to imitate him, to conform into his image, to co-labor with him. But just like Jesus had to train, he's training us. He's training us. So there's a lot of things that needs to take place in our heart. In James 1, it says, get rid of all the filth and evil of your, in your lives. And humbly accept the word God has planted in your heart, for he has the power to save your soul. His word has the ability to save you from anything, anything that you're dealing with. But you just need to let it in. Any orphan issues, any orphan heart, any unforgiveness, anything that you are dealing with. His word the Father's Word, God's Word, the Word He has planted in your heart, it has the ability, the power to save your soul. As I was studying, the Father gave me this. Um, we pretty much finished. Um, um, if, you could, if you guys can stand up with me. It's a small demonstration of, uh, of love or, more importantly, of forgiveness. Because most of the time, there are things that often you, before you can forgive, you have to first receive forgiveness for yourself. And often there are things that we don't even know that we have issues of, or people that hurt us, we kind of like, you just, hey, you know what, but just put this to the side. It's, it is what it is. When that manager was really getting under my skin, I did not know he was affecting me until as I was walking down the street, in every conversation, his, I was bringing his name up so much. I'm like, okay, there's a problem. I do not know this brother. There is no way he should occupy my day, my mind like that. It's either there's a process of something's about to enter or something already entered. But I say, Father, whatever the process, wherever the, <laughs> wherever the process is, I want to stop it right now. So there are things that sometimes we just hey you know what it's it's fine. You know it's it's okay, you know they did me wrong and it's it's all good. And that's a good way to start with that. But the father's always in the business of freely surrender freely like where we not there's not any you know any staying. He wants us to be freely free. When he says that who the sun set free is free indeed, he's not talking about half free <laughs> or a quarter free. <laughs> but he's talking about or a little bit of free. Oh, I'm, 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 uh, you know, just I have just this little thing. But he wants to be completely free. Because we're conforming to, to what? To his image. And Christ is completely free. There is no hold up in this brother. <laughs> there is no hold up on him. He's a full we are son walking in full authority, full power. He know who he is and nothing can interfere his spirit. People can talk about him. I mean, this is the perfect example of he walking in power and they talked about him. He's like, okay, no, I ain't got nothing on me. Because he know who, you know, who he is. And he knew his purpose. I'm not going to let you, you know, in, you know, interfere with my purpose. I have so much in my life that I'm called to. I will not let your foolishness. <laughs> I will not let your foolishness hinder my growth or put hold in my heart where I'm praying all those stuff is popping up. No. Father, I'm letting it go. I will not give no mankind any place, any room in my heart, in my life, in my, 
nowhere. In my mind, I have too much to do. My destiny is too great. Because every time, like there are times like, because sometimes of our orphan issues, it took us longer to get to where we're going. Something that we could have dealt with, you know, take place in two years, but sometimes because, okay, he has to deal with your, you know, unforgiveness issues, your bitterness, all of this, and all of those are taking times because, you know, okay, now I'm holding on to it, I'm holding on to it, I'm holding on. So some, when your purpose, your destiny could really take place in two, five years or two years, but because of stuff that we're holding up, baggages, the father's saying, you know what, give them to me. When our sister Ola did this demonstration, it was so awesome because that is a form of surrendering it to him and for him to actually allow your hand to be free. But today he actually also wants to, be, uh, to allow your heart to be free. Anything that might try to come in or trying to interfere, the father says, give them all to me. So, and um, as I was studying, he gave me this um, and we're going to do it together. And you may not necessarily be dealing with anything, but as you are going through this, there are times we probably just need to go through things just for the sake of going through it. If there is something, like I prayed one time, I say, Father, you know what, if there is anything, there are things that is going on or taking place behind the scene in my heart because I put it, put it under so much pressure. I just, I forgot, you know, I, for, I forgot about it. It seems that it's not, it's no longer there. But in reality, if the door is not, <laughs> if somebody really knocked that door, it will open up. Because in reality, we never dealt with it. So today, to close our series with forgiveness, we're gonna read this out loud together. The first step process is you. You are forgiving yourself from you. Because it always starts with us. When you can do it yourself, then it's easier to give. Once you receive it yourself, then...